When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Penguins to Go, your daily dose of Pittsburgh Penguins news and analysis. You can find us on YouTube at InsideThePenguins.com or anywhere you get your podcast from. I'm your host, Nick Berlansky, and before we head to a Christmas break for the Pittsburgh Penguins, as they will be off tonight, which is Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday before returning to action on Tuesday against the New York Islanders, I figured we'd send everybody off with one last Penguins to go before the holiday weekend, and I think it's time that we respect Brock McGinn a little bit more, right? A lot of people were not happy with Brock McGinn's contract when it was signed, and to be fair, it was the only multi-year contract signed in the offseason that he was brought in, which was the first offseason of Ron Hextall. But it's starting to pay off a little bit. Now, as I'll mention a little bit later, I don't know if it's sustainable, but he's starting to mesh with this team and he's starting to become a little bit more of an integral factor and starting to make that money work a little bit better for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Brock McGinn's on a career season trajectory right now on the offensive side of the puck. He has 10 goals and he has 15 points on the season. He's playing on the third line, which is something that I don't think a lot of people thought of earlier in the season, or even last season. He was kind of staple-gunned to the Penguins' fourth line, and when you think of guys like Dan Heinen, Kasperi Kapanen, you thought maybe those guys are are probably the third liners. Brock McGinn is probably just going to stay on the fourth line with Teddy Bluger, but for the past month and some change, he has been on the third line with Carter and Kapanen. And on that line, you would think of him as, yeah, he's the defensive blanket. Kapanen goes out there to score goals. Jeff Carter's supposed to be your quintessential third-line center. He's going to score some goals, but he's also going to win some face-offs and play defensively, and he's done that. But then you look at Brock McGinn, it's like, yeah, that's the guy that's out there to make sure the line doesn't crumble in their own zone. And you wouldn't be incorrect in saying that, but he's also the best offensive play driver on that line right now, which is something that nobody could have expected. So this surprising offensive output is something that we haven't seen from Brock McGinn really in his entire career. 15 points in 33 games. That puts him at 8th on the Pittsburgh Penguins. His 10 goals put him at 5th 
on the Pittsburgh Penguins. He has more goals than Brian Rust, Jason Zucker, Kasperi Kapanen, and Jeff Carter. Now, if I would have told you that four months ago, that almost halfway into the season, Brock McGinn is going to be in the top five for the Pittsburgh Penguins in goal scoring, you would have laughed me out of the building. But here we are. Now, I'm not saying Brock McGinn at the age of 28 is just going to turn into this miraculous, consistent 20 goal scorer. I mean, he's never done that in his career. But he is on pace for 24 to 25 goals this season. If you do the pacing right now, it's 24.8 goals for Brock McGinn. Say what you will about his contract, that would work mighty fine for this season. But I do think that there's going to be some regression in the second half. I do want everybody to notice that Brock McGinn's done what he's done, and it's crazy. But also, you shouldn't expect him to finish with 25 goals this season. Right now, he's shooting the puck with 19.6% shooting percentage. That's tied for first on the team with Sidney Crosby. His finishing ability is probably a miraculous feat at this point of the season. Because his previous career high is only 13.8%, which he set in 2020 with the Carolina Hurricanes. If you don't remember, 2020 was a shortened 56-game season. So play that out over 82 games, the 19.6% is going to come down, which means the overall goal total is going to come down as well. But that doesn't take away the fact that he has been one of the most reliable goal scorers for the Pittsburgh Penguins in the first half of the season. It doesn't come spaced out. It's it's really streaky for Brock McGinn. But for your third line left winger, if he's going to be on a 25 goal pace, I'll take streaky. He scored a big goal against the Carolina Hurricanes last night. At the end, it ended up being for naught. But I mean, without it, the Penguins wouldn't have gotten one standings point. So you have to put a little bit more respect on his name because of the fact that he's going out there and doing stuff that he's not really here to do. He's not here to be an offensive hero. Yet here we are. We did see flashes of this last season when he scored 12 points through the first 30 games of the season, including eight goals. But then after that, He finished the year with only 10 points in the final 34 games, scoring only four goals in that span. Now, why was he unable to continue that pace? For one, he's not a dominant goal scorer. But for two, he had so many interruptions last season, and I wrote about this in the summertime, that the interruptions really made Brock McGinn's first year in Pittsburgh crash and burn. Those first 30 games last season led right up to the extended Christmas break. This year, I just mentioned earlier in the show, it's going to be four days. Friday through Monday, and they're back at it on Tuesday against the Islanders. Last year, it was a 10-day layoff. And you might say, okay, everybody dealt with that, though. Not everybody's season crashed and burned, like Brock McGinn. Well, shortly after the Penguins returned from that COVID or Christmas COVID break, He caught COVID, so he missed another 10 days. 
Then you think about the fact that recovering from COVID is going to mess with your lungs, going to mess with your airflow, especially for somebody trying to play a sport at the professional level. Okay, so he's back from that. Then what happens? He breaks a wrist. He's out for over a month. The back half of his season was so choppy. It would be hard for a lot of players to find some consistent play in that. So I don't blame Brock McGinn for what happened at the end of last season. All I see is a trend where a player like McGinn needs to be playing consistently and needs to stay healthy. He's done that to this point this season, and that's why he's top 10 in point scoring and top 5 in goal scoring for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Now, his underlying numbers aren't fantastic, but nobody's on that line are. Carter, Kapanen, the underlying numbers are ugly. 43% of the shot attempts at 5-on-5, 45% of the expected goals for, 44% of the scoring chances, and a vastly vastly too low number of 40% of the high danger chances at five on five for Brock McGinn. But I will say there is some solace for McGinn. Whenever you look at the offensive zone start percentage, Jeff Carter mentioned this a little bit ago and he's right. The Penguins third line starts in the defensive zone almost every single time they go out on the ice, whether that be on the fly or just set up on a faceoff. 28.81% offensive zone start percentage, which is by far Brock McGinn's career low. In fact, only 19 players in the entire National Hockey League start more shifts in the defensive zone than Brock McGinn. By the way, one of those is Jeff Carter. So the Pittsburgh Penguins are clearly utilizing that line for defense first. Three, and this is rounding up, three out of every 10 shifts, they'll start in the offensive zone. Now, why is that? It's because look at how good the Penguins' top six is. Which means every time there is an offensive zone face-off, if one of those lines is not gassed completely, they're going to go out on the ice. That's just how it's going to work. So starting every zone in the defensive end, those numbers become a little less egregious when it comes to underlying stats. But at the end of the day, with his 10 goals and his 15 points in 33 games, his fit on this team is just looking better and better. Now, he shouldn't be relied upon for offense. You shouldn't be banking on, hey, well, we're going to need 15 more goals this season from Brock McGinn to have a successful season. And the Penguins aren't going to do that. They're going to rely upon the guys that are right now underneath him in goal scoring. A Brian Rust. A Jason Zucker. Jeff Carter. They're going to rely on those guys to score more goals. But you're not going to rely on Brock McGinn to be a 25 goal scorer because he's never even reached 20 in his career. But what I do feel that could happen, what I do get the sense of, is that Brock McGinn is somebody could potentially score a big playoff goal. He might not put up crazy stats like Phil Kessel did in the 2016 Stanley Cup run. He might not put up crazy stats like Jake Gensel did in the 2017 run. But I could see him scoring one or two big goals throughout the the longevity of an entire playoff run. And why do I think that? Well, you could just go and ask the Washington Capitals. That's going to do it. 
for this episode of Penguins to Go. Thank you so much for tuning in. Let me be among the first to wish everybody out there a Merry Christmas and a Happy Holidays. And remind everybody that you can find us on YouTube at Inside the Penguins or anywhere you get your podcast from. That's going to do it for this one. We'll see you guys next week. Have a great weekend, Pens fans.